0: Welcome to Whittle Goals. This is your host, Michelle Bader. Thank you for joining us today for episode six, Change Something in Your Space. Okay, this is a big one, you know, and everybody does this so differently, but all I'm going to do is explain what worked for me and you find out what works for you. You do you, boo. (laughs) That's my new favorite saying. Okay. So let me just talk for a minute before we get into the goal. It is a new year. It is January 6th, 2021. I cannot even believe that. If you're like me, New Year's Eve was hard. This was my first one without Luke, my husband, and it was a hard one. Like I cried at midnight and I remember last year going into 2020 kissing Luke at midnight and knowing this would be the last year unless there was a miracle because he had stage four cancer that unless there was a miracle it would be my last time ringing in the new year with him so I remember being sad last year and then this year being super sad my first time to not kiss him at midnight in like 18 years so a little side note if you don't know my story you can go find the peace cast it has our whole journey but my husband um passed away May 23rd, 2020 of stage four cancer. It was, yeah, you know, awful. So that's where we're at. I am a new widow of seven and a half months and I'm not an expert. All I do is share what God is showing me along this journey. God is my pillar, my strength, and the reason that I can get up every day as he provides for me spiritually, emotionally, all of it. Um, He is my rock and that is where all of these episodes come from from what he has showed me. So, let me talk specifically about what I mean about your goal of changing something in your space. So, my husband passed away in our bed in our room. And I remember before he he died thinking I could never live in this house after he died. But I not only live in it, I sleep in the bed where he died. And I didn't have a choice. My daughter wanted to sleep with me the first night and she did not want to sleep on the side where he passed away. So she slept on my side. I slept on his side and it stayed that way ever since. Um, She slept in my room for about three months and she went back after that. I remember actually, these are some side notes, but I remember how it was hard in August. The very first time I slept alone in my room, I'm like, I don't, I haven't done this in 17 years Slept alone in my room because he was always there. If anyone was gone, it was us. He was never gone when I was home. He didn't have like business trips or anything. So it was really, really hard. So wherever you're at in your journey, whether you've been a widow for six days, six months, six years, you can probably relate to what I'm talking about. So for me, um, after Luke passed away, I wouldn't let the kids or anybody move. Anything like I kept in th- his glasses on his nightstand, the pills he was supposed to take that next morning were still there for months. Um, well, not months, but for a while. I would not let the kid don't touch anything, don't touch anything. It was like I wanted to preserve exactly how he left things. And I know some of you can relate to this. It's like you want to, um, I don't know, it was just something special. I don't think I was gonna cry today, but I am, you know, it was something special about the last things they touched, the last things they placed somewhere. And I did not want to move that. So I, for a couple of weeks, everything stayed the same. Like I could not move any of his stuff. Like his, um, he had a recliner and he had like all of his special stuff next to it, including candy. He liked for a long time. I wouldn't let anybody touch it and his glasses and his eye drops and just like things that he would need. I didn't let anybody touch it. But about two weeks after he passed away, I decided I wanted to put his clothes away not throw them away but just he had two dressers and I just wanted to go through them and move things around and so I started going through it I remember I cried and all I did was buy these big bins to go under my bed like those long flat ones and I didn't get rid of anything I just transferred unless they had like holes in them I just transferred his clothes from the dresser into that and put it out of my sight and yeah that was sad some of them still smell like him um, but that was my first step and I was like, okay. And I think the boys, my boys needed a dresser. They got his dresser. But besides that, I didn't really do anything. Then it was exactly one month after he passed away, I woke up and I said, I'm changing this room. I cannot live one more day like this. And let me back up to the, he passed away, um, early in the morning. And I remember like, I can't telling a friend, like I can't sleep in here. And she went And got me, like, all new sheets and washed them and came back and put it on my bed. Like, that was precious. Thank you, Monica. Because that um, really helped me get through that first night. I mean, that's almost impossible to get through the first night. We've already talked about that and get out of bed. Um, Just the memories of that first night are so difficult. Wow, I don't usually cry this much, but I've been emotional with holidays without him, his birthday without him, all that stuff. His birthday was December 30th. He would have been 43, but he's forever 42. Anyways, um, so I just woke up and I was like, something has to change. I just, I remember just something has to change. I got on Craigslist and found a bed, a bed frame. Like Luke and I didn't, I mean, we had just like the planal frame, but, um, oh, we didn't have a headboard or a footboard or anything. And we'd always talked about getting a sleigh bed and, we just never did. And then it would have been too difficult for him to get in and out of that. So we never got one. I found this one. It was a totally, got a total God thing. Cherry wood, almost brand new, no scratches, $50. I'm not even kidding. So I called my parents. They helped me go pick it up. And um, I moved everything. I not only got the bed, but I moved it over a few feet. So I wouldn't be in the exact same place. Got rid of it and started redecorating my room and decided I wanted to do ocean theme because I love the ocean it makes me happy um I got a big huge I'm looking at it right now huge picture that goes right above my bed it's like a dock with the oceans on the side sometimes I just stare at it and pretend I'm sitting on the dock um I got pictures of him blown up um from the like ocean pictures and hung them up beside it I got a new rug I got a new desk and looking at everything around my room um got just a bunch of new stuff, and it made me so happy. Yeah, I remember when I was cleaning and moving the bed, I was crying because we had never moved the bed in 17 years, and um, it was just a weird situation because, yes, I wanted something new, but it made me sad to move it, but I had to. I knew that it was my next step in healing, and it, it it was, it is. I'm looking at my room that it's kind of messy right now, but when it's all clean, I like absolutely love it. And people have come in, actually, um, his hospice nurse, who's not one of my good friends. And so she had seen the room a million times came in. It was like, wow, it feels so light, it feels so different. And that's what I wanted to have a space where, um, it wouldn't just be about him being sick and his death, and all of that, but that it would be about life and about living. Wow. I think I've been like holding back a lot of this pain and a lot of this um grieving the last little while. And it's just all pouring out right now because I've been so busy that I haven't had time to really think about this, but it was a good thing. Changing your space. I'm going to highly recommend, you know, and everyone does it at different times. I have a friend, he said he did it like right away right after his wife passed away, like within days, got rid of everything, moved, you know, whatever. And then for me, it took a little longer. And I know people that it takes years. So I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm just saying for me, it was part of my healing journey. If you're not ready to like change a whole room, change one thing, you know, just bring in something that brings you joy into your room. Maybe you like, I don't know, cats, get a cat picture. (laughs) I don't know. For me, it was the ocean. Hey, everybody, (laughs) you do you boo. If you like cats, put up a cat picture. I don't care. Just do something for you. And um, oh, I'm also looking at this really cool picture that I have up on my wall. Somebody sent me this card. You know, I'm going to put a link of like this picture in the show notes. so You can see it. It's a picture of heaven and there's Jesus hugging a man and the, it's just the back of the man and it looks just like Luke. Anyways, I put the date of his entering heaven on that and put it up on the wall. We've got our wedding pictures, honeymoon pictures, anniversary pictures all up on the wall. And, you know, I know some of this is going to change eventually. Like there's the fine line between I want to remember when, and building a shrine. I don't want to build a shrine. I love him, but I have to also move forward And um, something that I'm doing. I'm moving. Luke and I lived here our entire marriage. It is a great house for us, but it's time for a change. And although we have so many good memories here, we brought all three of our kids home here. I also watched him die here. And I need to have a fresh start. And I know some of my widow friends, you've told me that you've moved and that was good for you. And some of you never want to move because it brings you comfort to be in the same place. And that's good. You know what? Grieving is as unique as each person's fingerprint. We all do it differently. So I want to tell you there is no... There's no wrong way to grieve. You are doing it right, girl. You're doing it right. However you're grieving is right for you as long as you are grieving. The problem that I see and I've heard about from a grief counselor is when people stuff it, it's like constipation. It's gonna You're going to explode at some point if you're just stuffing it and you're not feeling it. So the biggest advice I can give you is to feel the pain you got to go through. I talked about this in my other episodes. You can't go around it. Can't go under it. You got to go through it. And that's um, exactly what I'm doing right now. Like at this exact moment, seven and a half months later, it's hitting me right now about just all of this, but I'm changing not just my space. I'm changing my whole house and we're having a house built about two minutes from all of my family, both my bro- brothers and their families and my parents and it's out in the country, and it's being built. It's going to be a thousand square feet more than we have now, and it's pretty much my dream house. Like, I'm going to have um, a bathtub that overlooks a farm, and my window will overlook a farm, and it's just amazing. I'll be back out in the country where I grew up. So, for me, that's what I'm doing, but this is about you, boo. I don't usually say boo, but it's just, like, kind of my fun new saying. Um, So, you figure out Step one, maybe just write it down. What is the one thing I want to change? Or do I not want to change anything? But probably you want to change something. Even if it's not taking out his stuff, maybe it's bringing in, like I said, the cat picture or the ocean pictures or whatever. But I want to encourage you today, write it down. What would add more life into my room? What would add more life into my living space? And figure out what that is and do it. Whether that's you move some of his stuff out, you know, and that's the other thing. Letting go of stuff that belonged to your husband does not mean you're letting go of him and the memories. You know, keep a few things that give you comfort. I I want my boys to go through his clothes and see what they want to keep. But I know when we move, I'm going to give them away because I I don't need to pack boxes of his clothes. I do have like um. The back of my door. We had some hooks where he used to hang like towels and stuff, and I hung his hats and a tie. And it just makes me think of him, it makes me smile. It may not be that way in my new house. I don't know. So, whoo! This is a crying episode, but that's what I want to be real and raw. I want to be someone that you can relate to because this is real. This pain that you're feeling is unlike anything in the world, and you can be fine, and boom. Here, let me tell you about my story. I had to fill out a W-2 for my work the other day. bawling Because I'm like, which box do I check? Married? Not married? Because I was married in 2020. Like, what do I fill out? And every time I would do a W-2 for work, Luke would tell me what to claim and how to do it. That was like his thing he liked doing. So I was out for like two hours because I didn't know which box to check. I mean, that's what grief can do. It can take you out. But it's what you do with it from there. It's where you go from there. Do you let it take you out for a day, a week, a month? No, we rise. We rise again because this is not easy. And you know how I rise. You know what I did that day? I laid on the floor face first and said, Daddy, Jesus, help me. I am so broken right now. I miss my husband so much. Help me. And he did. I got strength back and I was able to work and do all the things I needed to do. And so cry out to him when you're in a place, you know, even if you've never done it, do it. I'm telling you, it's going to help you. And I want to build a community here. And this is not just for widows. It's anyone going through grief, widowers, anybody, I want you to reach out to me. And I so appreciate Pamela reaching out or Pam, sorry, I don't have your name in front of me, my new friend. Reaching out to me and just telling me that this is helping her where she's at. I want you guys to email me, Michelle at michellebader dot com, or find me on Facebook, Michelle Rommelbader. Bader. We can be friends, and I'll tell me what you need prayer with. Tell me where you're at. I also I'll put it in the show notes. I have on Facebook um, a community I'm building called Widow Goals, as well as Instagram. I have a page where I post a lot of things that are helping me. I want to connect with you. Like this isn't just about me talking into my phone. This is about building a community where we can lock arms and do this journey together. We're in a club we never wanted to be in, but we're here. And it's what we do with it from here because we have experienced the worst thing. We have experienced it. And here we are. And we can either sit in our sorrow or we can move on. We can feel the pain and we can keep on going. We can keep on rising because we have a purpose Our lives are not over, okay? Our husband's lives are over, but they would want us to go on. They would want us to go on and not just live, but live abundantly. Not just survive, but thrive. I don't want to just survive each day as a widow. I want to thrive. I want to be better than I was yesterday. I want to experience new things. I want to be the best me that I can be and if i'm crying constantly i can't but like i said it's good to feel okay i'm way off subject (laughs) but you know what that's what this is about so anyways Little side note, if you like this episode, could you please give me a little bing, five stars, wherever you listen, and what would be the best would be a rate, a review, like saying what you like about it so other widows and other people can find this podcast. The more people that review it, the higher up it goes, and I just really want to build this, and again, I'd love for you to join my Facebook community as well as my Instagram community, so Um, I also have a widow goals checklist that you can fill out the link if you would like to receive that. So anyways, love you all. Like I'm serious. I don't know your faces, but I love you all and I want to be here to support you as we move on every single day. So remember, don't stop believing. Talk to you later.